Hello and welcome to the Inspiring Women Wales podcast brought to you by NatWest Cymru and the University of South Wales. I'm Gemma Casey, NatWest Cymru's Ecosystem Manager for Wales. Care and responsibilities, lack of mentors and networks and a lack of faith in their own skills and experience. When NatWest CEO Alison Rose carried out in-depth research into the barriers facing women in business, these were some of the things that topped the list. With this podcast, we're bringing you the stories of brilliant female founders of Welsh businesses who have faced these challenges and more. We aim to bring you stories you can relate to, stories to inspire you and give you the confidence to move forward with your business dreams. With me for this episode is Kath Chadwick, founder and co-director of Front Door Communications. Hi, Kath. Hi, Jem. How are you? I'm well, thank you. And you? Yes, not too bad. Brilliant. Um, well, to get underway, can you tell us a little bit about Front Door Communications? What is it? What do you do? How many staff do you have? And so on. Yeah, of course. Um, so I founded Front Door Communications with my business partner, Lindsay Walden, in 2017. We're a, a PR, uh, so public relations and digital marketing agency. Um, we are a team of eight, although one of the team at the minute is off on maternity leave. Um, Beth has just had baby Penny, so that's great. Um, and uh, yeah, we're a team of eight. Half of us are journalists, uh, print journalists uh, by trade. And then the other half are kind of um, PR and digital marketing experts. So uh, we work for various private sector companies uh, from around Wales uh, and abroad, actually. We had to have some clients from abroad and over in England. And yeah, it's been a five-year roller coaster, but so far so good, touch wood. Amazing. Well, Kath, you and I go back a long way. Um, we started our careers together in newspaper journalism at the South Wales Argus and then both moved to BBC Wales, where we both worked in TV and radio. Tell me a bit about your journey from newspaper reporter to, to founding a business. Well, yeah, as you say, Jim, uh, we've known each other for too long. We're not going to say it out loud because it scares us both. <laughs> but um, yeah, I started my career uh, at the Barry and District News. I was there for six months on the B&D um, and I loved that. And then the Barry and District News was actually bought by the owners of the South Wales Argus. And they then offered me a job to go work um, Yeah, in the Argus originally in the Newport office and then I w- went on to work at the Blackwood office which is again we kind of followed each other with that path didn't we Jen? We did. Um, and yeah uh, I always had a love for investigative journalism. I am as any friend or anybody who knows me will attest I'm nosy by nature uh, and basically when you're a journalist you get paid to be nosy it's like the best job ever. So um I applied to for a job to work on Week in Week Out. So um, those of you who are old enough who might remember what Week in Week Out is, um, but for others who might not, it's kind of the Welsh uh, regional version of Panorama. Uh, and uh, yeah, worked, uh, applied for the job. Never in, in a million years did I think I'd get it, but did. So was over the moon to get that and then moved into BBC Wales um, and was there for 13 years. Uh, working on various programmes, including Week in Week Out, then the radio version of Week in Week Out called Eye on Wales. Uh, and then I did a few Crime Watch roadshows on the right side of the camera before anybody says anything. 
Um, I did a few programmes for Radio 4 following the build-up to the Ryder Cup. And then for most of my time at BBC uh, Wales, I produced Wales at Work, which was uh, BBC Radio Wales's business programme that went out on a Thursday night every Thursday evening. Um, and, yeah, I loved it. I loved Wales at Work. Um, it was my baby. Um, I It was inspirational listening to people who'd started their own businesses. My dad um, is self-employed. I come from a long line of self-employed people. My dad was a scrappy um, in Pontypris, scrappy turned uh, pub landlord because he liked his pub so much he bought it. Um, and my parents have run that pub now for 20 years together. Uh, so self-employed. My brother's self-employed. Um, so it's in the blood, really. And hearing those stories, those inspirational stories of people starting businesses, because the great thing is we talk about things on Wales at Work that were affecting people running businesses in Wales, things that, that were relevant to them. But also we went out and met people who'd started businesses, inspirational businesses. And, and it just kind of ignited this fire in me that, to be honest, I really knew was always there um, to want to branch out on my own. It was always my end goal to start my own business. But, you know, I had kids and uh, I had a really good job at the BBC. So why on earth wouldn't I uh, stay there? But through Wales at Work, um, I we used to do things called OBs in the business, which are outside broadcasts. Um, and we did one at, I can't remember what the event was, but Hayley Parsons, who was the then founder and CEO of Go Compare, um, said she would come along. She came along to the outside broadcast and she was great as she always is. And as she was leaving, I said, thank you very much. Thanks for coming. You know, I really enjoyed listening to you. And she said, I really like you. Would you like a job? Amazing. So after, <laughs> no, after 13 years at the BBC, um, I, 40 was knocking on the door and I thought it's now or never. So I jumped ship and joined Go Compare as a PR manager. Uh, was there for two years. Um, Haley sold up. I didn't want to be part of another big organization again because Haley sold to a larger uh, insurance and financial services company. So I decided now is the time to do what I always wanted to do and what all those people have inspired me to do and, and start out on my own. So I started in freelance PR um, and sort of 18 months later, Lindsay, who was my boss at Go Compare because she was the head of marketing um, at Go Compare before she went off to have her daughter. Um, Lindsay and I, uh, yeah, once she'd done her maternity leave, I said, do you want to join me? Because I can't carry on doing this on my own. And she'd handed a notice in, luckily, at Go Compare. So she joined me. Uh, and, and that's how we started in 2017. So, yeah, bit of a long-winded answer there. Sorry, Jo. No, amazing. <laughs> no, it's great to hear the journey. And I, I love the fact that you talk about the role models that you had um, when you were at Wales at work and you were talking to those business people sort of day in, day out, but also the role models in your family as well. Um, how important do you think that is? Because we... I mentioned the uh, in the intro the research done by the NatWest CEO Alison Rose, um, and one of the things that she found when she was looking at female-led businesses is that women were saying a massive barrier is the fact that they don't have role models that they can really relate to and engage with. It sounds like you had oodles of those, and that really helped you on your way. Oh, it massively. I had, I was so lucky to have so many role models. Um, you know, even in journalism I did my journalism training in um, Pontypool Tertiary College um, and you know there were role models there from our tutors 
then when I joined Week In Week Out, um, one of the senior producers that you know, Jane Morgan, um, was a massive mentor to me. She taught me probably everything I know about journalism and taught me to be the best journalist I could be. Um, and she is still a very close friend to this day. Then I was, you know, the role models through meeting people through Wales at work, you know, working with people like yourself, Gem, you know, had a similar journey, similar backgrounds. Um, my mother, you know, is a great role model to me because she was an office manager at Pontypridd College and basically ran a whole department there. My dad is a man who can literally make money out of muck. Um, so that he's a role model to me. My brother always wanted to do what he wanted to do and always wanted to go out on his own and, and has done it. And then, of course, meeting, you know, Hayley Parsons. You know, how lucky am I to have Hayley as a friend who did uh, saw something in me that I probably didn't see in myself um, and has supported me since that day even though, you know, we are this, the same age, but she has supported me since that day. And Lindsay, you know, I have an amazing business partner that um, we work so well together because I am not very corporate. Uh, she is very corporate and we we just match really well. Her weaknesses are my strengths, her strengths are my weaknesses. And, and it works, you know, perfectly together. And And I think... I've landed on my feet there, you know, with with the models, you know, female role models that I've had throughout my career, um, as well as family role models I've had throughout my career. Um, I have an amazingly supportive husband. You can imagine, you know, knocking on the door of 40, a great pension at the BBC. And I say, I'm, I, I, I want to go, love. And, he, you know, you get... <laughs> Uh, not that not, not everything that you would say. And then, of course, when I decided to leave Goken P, I had a great job. I was headhunted to go there. I want to go on my own, love. <laughs> never as he said no, never as he questioned. Um, he's had constant faith in me. And I think that's given me strength. That's given me confidence. Um, so, you know, the support system that I have around me and the mentors I have around me uh, have been amazing and I count myself as very lucky as well as the team now I have around me at front door you know um, they are just amazing people we work so well together uh, we are all women we have tried to um, employ men but you know just haven't found the right fit and they just you know we support each other so much in everything we do and I think that's really important um, to, to have a team around you I think sometimes people can have the right skills but unless they're the right fit for your organization, it really won't work. And I think that's something I learned from Go Compare in particular. Um, because Go Compare was such a fun place to work. I mean, it was an amazing two years and I learned so much. But unless you're a Go Compare person, and I think unless you've been in there, you can't understand. You know, you still fact we have some fancy dress days, dressing up at Halloween, and it just showed me a different way of working that was so massively different from the BBC. Um, and, and one that, that Lindsay and I have taken into front door, um, and one that, you know, I hope I will carry on throughout the, the rest of my career, really. That's, that's really interesting. And something you said there, where you said the Hayley Parsons saw something in you that you couldn't see in yourself. And again, I think we see that so much with, particularly with women, don't we? And we can call it imposter syndrome or, or whatever you want, if you want to give it a label. Um, 
how important do you think it is for us to almost give ourselves permission to recognize what our strengths are? And, and as you've done, um, see what it is you're good at in a corporate environment or in the day job, and then recognize how valuable that can be when you set up and run a business and that these skills that you use in, in someone else's organization can be really valuable skills for running your own business as well. It's really difficult, that one, because it still doesn't sit well with me. Um, you know, I, I have a successful, again, touch wood, business. Um, we're, doing, we're doing really well. We have clients who have been with us since I've been freelancing. So I'm obviously doing something right. That's, you know, going to be seven years now um, since I was freelancing. But it is something I still find very difficult in acknowledging that I'm good at what I do. Um, I always have people saying I'm good at what I do, which is lovely. Um, when I left the BBC, I had, you know, management saying to me, if you're ever out of a job, there's always a job here because you're good at what you do. But I think that internal knowledge and personal knowledge that you're good at what you do is really hard for a woman. And I, and I still haven't got to grips with it, Gemma, if I'm perfectly honest, I still um, doubt myself very often. And, and I think, especially at my age now, I am 48. So, you know, I am perimenopausal. I'm quite happy to say, put that out there. And that adds an entirely different element to it again, then, because, um, you do have the brain fog. You do, you do, do forget things. You know, words are my day to day life. I write constantly. I'm writing every day. Sometimes I can't pluck that word out of the air. And, and I know it's not me because I, I've done that for 30 years. But what, what it is, is, you know, it's life catching up with me. And, and that's something I've had to, um, tackle, especially in the last two years as well and handle. And I don't think that's helped with the imposter syndrome um either you know I, th I think you get to an age where you think right I'm getting to grips with this I know I can do what I can do I know I'm good at what I do and then this comes and kicks you in the in the bum as well so um you know you go through different stages I'm happy about where we are as a business I'm happy about where I am professionally but you know I still have the mother's guilt you know I've got two sons 18 and 16 mm -hmm. um I still worry that I'm not doing too much for them I hope that I'm a good role model to them that if you work hard, you will get what you deserve. But yeah, it's still, it's still not something that I think I've mastered. I wish I had. Um, as you said, the mentors I've had have helped me with that. Um, I think, you know, Jane Morgan saw something in me that I didn't know I had myself at the BBC. Uh, Hayley saw something that I had in myself. And I think my business partner, Lindsay, sees something in me that I don't think I have myself either. Um, so having that 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 there all the time and my husband you know constantly backing me up so having that that support structure is an amazing thing but um yeah personally i still don't think i'm there yet i don't think i ever will be if i'm honest uh but it's i wish i could interesting that you say there that you identify the importance of your mentors and your networks in in helping to uh, spur you on and um, give you that boost when you need it. What would your message be to somebody who's thinking of starting in business or is in the early stages? What is the importance of those networks, those mentors, those champions? And how do you go about identifying your tribe, 
that to me, the the network that I have and I gained, uh, I suppose, through both uh, the BBC, being a producer at the BBC, as well as uh, through Go Compare, has been pivotal to my business, absolutely pivotal. My black book, as I call it, is my contacts book. I still have it here next to me, um, has got me clients, customers, uh, it's got me into meetings that I might not have had. It's introduced me to other people. Um, you know, we call it the go compare alumni or mafia, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us now work in other businesses. We have lots of go compare people who are our ex go compare people who are our clients because they know us and they trust us. That network has been absolutely pivotal, um, to us as a business. Um, I have people. I only sat at a St. David's Day breakfast um, this week next to somebody who I used to speak to probably on a monthly basis when I was producing Wales at work. Um, I've kept in touch with him ever since. And, uh, you know, it just means that when I'm sat there at this breakfast where I know nobody else on the table, Chris will immediately introduce me to people because Chris and I know each other well because, you know, I've kept in touch with Chris in the seven, eight years since I've left. BBC so that kind of stuff well it's even longer than that so we know nearly 10 years since I've left the BBC so that that is something that I've constantly maintained and I will always maintain because I think those people who you know have seen you go through your career transition are really important and if if you can maintain those relationships and keep them and they still trust you then to me that is you know an amazing thing and um you know a lot of them are friends um they're not just networks they are good friends that I, I know I could count on and they can count on me and they wouldn't recommend me to their network of business uh you know business contacts if they didn't trust me so yeah that that network of friends has been very pivotal and to anybody starting out I would say if you're in the business if you're in a similar business to the one you're going into keep that book keep that contacts book you know, never, ever lose track of that and never lose sight of it. And, and just just maintain those relationships, even if it's, if it's dropping a line on LinkedIn or, or anything like that, you know, maintain them, keep them, even if you're out of the business for six months, you know, don't lose sight of, you know, how pivotal they could be. It's an interesting point because, as you know, at NatWest, we run the NatWest Accelerator Programme for growth businesses and University of South Wales um, have been running a developing entrepreneurial women programme for, for women just starting out. And what we see is the power of the networks um, amongst those groups as well. So cohorts on the accelerator, for instance, I know that the alumni from a particular cohort keep in touch, um, keep supporting each other, whether it's just casting an eye over a document or referring somebody or or suggesting someone. The the networks are so incredibly powerful, aren't they? And uh, I I think that's brilliant advice to make sure that you keep in touch with people. you mentioned as well, I wanted to go back to you, you mentioned your boys um, and your husband. Um, clearly, when you set up Front Door Communications, the boys were a little bit younger. Um, and, you know, with anybody setting up a business and hose, it's, it's, it's not just a job, is it? It's not just a career. It is um, a, a life-changing experience. How on earth did you balance 
setting up a business and how do you now balance running the business with the demands of childcare and running a home? We know that unfortunately, um, this all still falls disproportionately on women's shoulders. How have you managed that? It has been tricky. When I, f- when I first left Go Compare, um, Go Compare were great and used to let me do four days in the office and a day working from home, which that, that balance just made a massive difference to my life because it meant that, you know, when I could take the kids to school, uh, we were very lucky at the BBC as well that we started at 9.30. So I could always do the school run because that was important. Um, and then I, you know, again, I've got an amazing net for support network. I am really lucky. Um, and that, you know, that by then my parents were self-employed so they could pick up the boys from school. My mother-in-law used to help as well on the odd day. So I was really lucky in that regard. When the kids were older, uh, again, and I started the business on my own, then when I was freelancing and in particular, it was work around, work around the kids. So, you know, I would uh, take them to school, uh, work in the day, then go and pick them up feed them you know they are boys so that takes time <laughs> feed them and then you know I'd log back on of an evening then if I'm perfectly honest um it, it sometimes worked it sometimes didn't uh but you know that is the joy I suppose of of freelancing in particular is that I was able to to work around around the kids although sometimes it was exhausting mm. now is similar you know we do work around the children and, and we we do we kind of have a I know this this word hybrid way of working, which is now since the pandemic, the uh, new word. But we've always been really flexible because, you know, my business partner, Lindsay, had a, had a young daughter. So she for her, it was always important for the drop off. It's important for her to pick her up and then she logs on in the evening. But what that means is I do the office hours. So my kids are older and I can make those di- directorial decisions during office hours. Then she kind of does the evening shift, shall we say, um, and it just works well. And we've carried on that with our staff members. If that's the way they want to work, uh, we took somebody on so, uh, recently, and that's the way she works. She does the picking up of the kids, she does the feeding of the kids, and then she she logs on later. You know, it works for us, and it. I think we've learnt ourselves through doing it how it can work. Um, it isn't for everybody. You know, we're lucky that we have a business that it is based around a laptop, so it can be flexible. But, you know, of course, if you're in, you know, if you're in a retail environment, if you're in a manufacturing environment, you know, it is vastly different. And I completely understand that. But I think we've made it work for us. It does work for us. And it has worked for me. Now they're older. You know, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the sweet spot now. You know, my, my eldest is in university in Plymouth. Um, my youngest is is doing his GCSEs. He's sixteen, so you know they don't need me. I don't need now to take the school holidays because they are completely self sufficient. I was so lucky during the pandemic that I didn't have to do the homeschooling because my youngest Iwana is quite self sufficient and just cracked on with it. So I then could carry the weight of my my colleagues who had the youngest children who had to do the homeschooling. And they do the logging on in the morning and the logging on the evening, which was exhausting for them. But, you know, we we struggled and muddled through and it worked out. And I think we've, we're lucky that we have hit that sweet spot with my kids being older, Lindsay's and few of the other girls in the team's kids being younger, that it does balance out. Uh, but, yeah, it isn't easy. I, I'm so, so lucky with the support system I have, the support system I have had. 
uh, throughout my career because I have worked full time uh, throughout. I did, I do, as I said, I was able to work from home and I worked four days when I worked on Wales at work. But other than that, it has been full time working. And, you know, also my kids were young before the time of absolutely ridiculous <laughs> childcare fees. So, you know, I was very lucky in that regard as well. So, um, yeah, it's not easy, but, you know, we've got there. Uh, and again, the support network behind me has, has made that much easier and made me be able to do reach my career aspirations without being too concerned about that, that caring responsibility. Brilliant. So we're nearly out of time, but before I let you go um, and get on with your day, if somebody's listening to this and they're just starting on their business journey or they're thinking about leaving their career and making that leap, what would your one bit of advice be for them to bear in mind? Oh, one, one bit of advice. <laughs> um, that's a tricky one. Um, for me personally, it would be go in with your eyes open. Um, it isn't easy. I would say at least one day a month, I would rather be working in a supermarket. Um, it's exhausting. And and especially when you then take employees on, that to me, I find terrifying and I still do because then I find that so difficult because you have somebody else's mortgage on your shoulders. Um, to me, my aim was always just earn enough to pay your mortgage or earn enough to pay your mortgage. Um, and I do that and I have done that. But having the weight of somebody else's mortgage on my shoulders, I find still very difficult. And I probably do cry when we discuss taking everybody else on at every point. So realise that, realise it isn't easy. Go in with your eyes open, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, it's not going to last. Um, and Know your proposition, I would say. Know what you're going to offer, why what you're going to offer is different and why people should go to you rather than anybody else. I don't do anything particularly different, I would say, to other PR agencies because I write. But what I would say is that we are different because the majority of us are ex-journalists and therefore, we write from a news point of view, from a digital marketing point of view. We are very much, and I say this when I go into pitch meetings, which isn't very corporate, but we're bums on seats. So I want to know what your business wants marketing for. There's nothing worse than going into a business and they say, we just need PR. Why? Is it for bums on seats? Is it for customers through the door? Is it for brand recognition? Is it for what? So no Know when you're starting a business what you're going to offer, if that makes sense. Because I think a lot of people say, oh, I'd love to start my own business. Why? Who are your customers? What are you giving them that's different? Why would they go to you rather than, why would they shop at Tesco's rather than spa? Why would they shop at spa rather than, that is the basics for me. But um, eyes wide open, guys. It's not easy. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of responsibility, but it's well worth it. You're your own boss. Um, you're not working for the man, you're working for the woman. 
And that's the best thing uh, for me. And that's what I enjoy um, is creating a business and an ethos in your business that, that you want people to be part of. So not one thing. There's a myriad. I apologize. (laughs) I don't think you can ever put it down to one. That's the scary thing. Oh, no, I think that's really enlightening. Thank you, Kath. Um, Just loads of takeaways there, I think. And thank you so much for joining me. If you'd like to hear further episodes of Inspiring Women Wales, then please subscribe. Thank you for listening. And huge thanks to my guest today, Kath Chadwick, founder and co-director of Front Door Communications. To find out more about this podcast and how USW Exchange can connect your organisation to the skills, expertise and facilities at the University of South Wales, visit southwales.ac.uk forward slash business. And for more on NatWest support for small businesses, search NatWest Business Services.